almost irretrievable scurvy retard. This is Gruesome Herzog. And Little Groom. Today we are, my special guest is a very, very good friend of mine. I've known, actually I've known him for 10 years, but I've only met him last year. This is our second time getting together. His name is Michael Colomb. He has a bunch of cool short films. Um, I first got introduced to him from a short film called Axe. Which you guys did a great review on. Thank you. And Jason, my co-host, Little Groom, he watched that when we did a review on it. And we have a bunch of short films. We'll... We'll go ahead and start with Michael himself. We'll have a nice little chat with him, and then we'll, we'll start talking about some of his films. Oh, I can't wait. Michael, glad to have you here. Well, it's here a pleasure to be here, Scott. At the Fantastic Horror Film Festival in San Diego, California. This is my third trip, okay. and I love San Diego. Yeah. And it's a pleasure, to, well, to see you again, and it's a pleasure to meet you, little girl. You guys are great, but I like you both. When I listen to your podcast, like the, the way you guys play off each other is really nice. What really is funny about him is if there's a movie that he does not like, yeah, and it's corny, he'll pick out blanking when yeah. someone's dead. It just annoys the shit out of him, and then we just have fun with it. But I think you should. Well, I have the same relationship with my nephew. He wants to be a filmmaker, and, and so I like to bring him to set. And so um, I think that's why it's cool. It's like you know, and I, I love being like like a mentor in that sense to help it because you know. And then, yeah. and then you train him to be great, and then he can start interviewing people when he gets older. Yeah. And we start making bigger movies. Yeah, because it's something that he, that he always wanted to do. I mean, I've, you know, I mean, of course, he's of age now that he enjoys, he, he likes, the problem that we're having lately is get, he works and I work is trying to get movies reviewed. It's a bitch. Oh, yeah. And we have to course. start getting better at that. But we, we, we haven't done any interviews yet, but you're our second one. Yes. Um, so. Good. I always wanted to be number two. So. <laughs> you were supposed to be number one, but it didn't quite work out that I way. I was busy. I know. Airline we all first. were. Airline first. Then yeah. I came in number one. There you go. See? You got it. <laughs> I, didn't get the, I didn't get famous for, for being number two. Damn it. You're number one now. That's right. I'm number one. <laughs> so, Little Guru, what do you want to ask me? Um, how did you get started out on your uh, filmmaking? I quit my job at the age of 30. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go. Uh, that is actually, actually the truth. That is true. Um, I, when I was, I don't know, maybe like 29, facing 30, I was like, man, I don't, I didn't, I worked at this full-time job I didn't like. Um, and not that the job itself was bad. It's just not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a writer and stuff. And I just remember being really unhappy. And I mean, you'll understand when you face 30, like it's kind of like a milestone in a man's life. Where you're like, 51. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and like every decade you face. Uh, because now that I'm, I when I faced forty, it was the same thing. It, you kind of, I feel like you kind of evaluate your life. And you're like, okay, this is what I did in the next ten years. What I want to do for the next ten. Um, I, I don't know if that's true for everybody. That's kind of how it was for me. So facing thirty, I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't want to work in an office. And I don't want to answer phones and be in the mailroom. Um, and I've always enjoyed writing. So I had a friend who was like, Hey, you're a really good writer. Would you ever write this script? And I said, I didn't know anything about writing scripts. I kind of knew how to, I wanted to be a novelist and a playwright. So he's like, oh, I have this this guy that I know that teaches scripture rising. And what's great about scripture rising is because it, you sort of are involved in the actual process of filmmaking because my job is to make sure 
the movie can cut, you kind of relate to every department. So he was like, it'll teach you script breakdown. And I said, okay, I, that sounds like a fun thing. And I didn't want to be a script supervisor. First. I just wanted to learn the actual trade of it. But then when I learned, I still wasn't happy at my job. So I was like, okay, that's it. I got to leave. So I ended up, one day I just got really done with the bullshit. And I just walked in human resources and I said, I quit. I'm giving my two-week notice. And the woman's like, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, I'm going to make movies. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't have any idea. But I said, I know that coming in here every day isn't what I want to do. And I said, I don't care if I have to sleep in my car. I'll just do it. And I remember feeling like there was this huge weight lifted off me when I did it. It was also terrifying because I had literally no plan. I was just like, I knew I couldn't do this. No anymore. income. I had a little bit of money saved, but I mean, nothing prepares you for like... But I remember the very first thing was I went up to my friend and I called him and I was like, I just quit my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, oh, I'm making a movie right now. Like, do you want to help me with this one? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I had to go back into Human Resources and be like, I have to be done by the end of the week because we start filming on the weekend. And that was it. I mean, I just, I took, I was so excited. I, I talked to everybody, found out what they did. Um, I, I don't know. I just was so excited about doing it. I think people just kind of get caught up in your passion. And I just kept, I just worked jobs if I got paid or not. I just wanted to be good at my craft. And yeah, so that's how I started. It was, my, my foray was to like be a script advisor. That way I could sort of learn. Like some people go to film school. I never went to film school. I, I learned like a trade and then I just kind of went from there. And it really taught me a lot. I never went to acting school either. Yeah. It just happened that way. Yeah, you just sort of, you know. Well, it's funny you mention that because at the age of 32, uh, you know, back in 2010, there was a lot of podcasters. Not a lot, but there was a bunch of them yeah. that would um, do an hour and 10 minute long podcast. So long. I and I said, you know what? I'm going to do something one better. I'm going to do one shot reviews where I'm just going to do the intro, talk about the review, get it over with, pass it out. Go to the next one. I think that's smart. Yeah, and it picked up so fast. You know, you know. I'm yeah. not saying that I'm the best at it. One is the voice. You need the voice if it's, it's going to be a short and sweet yeah. review. If you have one of these monologue voices where it just doesn't work. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm by far not an expert. That's kind of fun. But I can tell you a quick story because of hearing my voice on the podcast. What happens? Then the inter- the directors that you interview, the producers, the actors, then it starts coming, hey, would you be interested in doing this? Yep. Can we use your voice for, can you do a audio tr- work for my trailer? I mean, you do have a good podcast voice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I did get a gig working for um, a, karate, a martial arts company in Texas. Oh, nice. Well, I was doing some voiceover narration for their... That's how it all started. A filmmaker from Texas also works for, also in the martial arts. So I started doing that. And then it led to, and Matt Chasen um, contacted me through LinkedIn in 2010. But he contacted me through LinkedIn and he said, hey, I have some clients. Do you want to interview? I can remember my very first interview. I interviewed Jack Harrison. He was an idiot in the movie Dismal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I never interviewed before in my life. You just didn't review something. I said, you know what, I'm 32. I always wanted to do this. Let's just do it. I'm just trying to reflect on what you said. Yeah. So at the age of 32, I was so stoked because yeah. Facebook. I mean, an actor in Facebook, a movie that you watch, independent film. He's right there. So, so funny, I asked yeah. him for an interview, and he said, sure. I was like, so tickled. You know, that yeah. very first time, very bad. I still get excited. even though yeah. I always act like it's the first time. I would knock out six to seven interviews a week. That's crazy. In between working full time. 
course I backed it down a lot now because it's a lot, you know. Yeah. So that first time doing the interview, and when I go back to listen to it today, ten years later, I fucking hate it. Really? Because it's so much different than the way I do it now. Yeah, you've grown a lot. Yeah. It didn't suck. Oh, Scott, we love your interview style. You don't ask us stupid questions. You, you do, it's a conversation. I've always done it for a conversation. I, that's my favorite thing about interviewing is making Because it makes it more personable if it's a conversation. Yeah. If you say, Scott, man, that director I worked for, he's a fucking asshole. And if you say, take it out, I take it out. Yeah. If you say, leave it in, leave I'll it. leave it in. Yeah. So I've, I've built up a rapport. And then it led to, like, Ken Sagos from Elm Street. Lisa Wilcox from Elm Street. Yeah. The bigger names, you know, and... And goes from there. And One there. of my most intense interviews I've ever did, when I say intense, is when I interviewed Gerard McMahon, who's singing a song with Carlos' sister for Lost Boys. Oh, nice. He okay. never gives audio interviews. He gave me three of them. Oh, shit. Look at because you. he loved my style. And I, and I can remember him saying to me, damn, mate, you're pulling up stuff that I forgot about. You're really prepared for your interviews. As you should be. You should always be prepared for your interviews. <laughs> I don't want to talk about myself, but yeah. I can remember when I was bringing home scripts for the Hillbilly Horror Show. Oh, wow. Amazing. And Jason and Jeffrey would read them. Remember? Yeah. And they they were so fascinated. Here's something, I'll, I'll get back to you, but here's something that I always look at. When you're an actor and you're in a film, my grandkids will always have me forever. Yeah. Because yeah. always going to be somewhere to watch their grandfather Which or is, your uncle yeah. or whoever. That's the cool part about it. Well, that's what, that's what I tell people. Like, like, I don't want to just, I mean, I love making movies and... and I know that I script survives, but I'm moving like because I'm writing and directing now. But I I feel like my film career is sort of like my legacy. That's exactly what it is. And, exactly. And it's and I was I just had this conversation this morning, and I was just talking to somebody about it. But um, I feel like walking off my job gave me ten years back in my life. Like I feel so rejuvenated. So even though I'm like now I'm forty, I feel thirty. Like I feel like it's I I can't explain it other than that. Like I'm just so much. There's something about following your passion and your dream. You contacted me many, 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 many years ago for a short film, Axe. It's for Axe, my very first And uh, very we communicated back and forth on Facebook. This is when I first got started. Yeah. And then... I hadn't realized, by the way, that we knew each other that long. <laughs> it's I, been a long... It wasn't until last year that you told me that. Yeah. So last year... Yeah. This is my third year, but I finally got to meet Michael Cologne. That's right. And it was here. The personality is very similar to mine. There's not very many people true, in this yeah. world yeah. has the same personality as me. <laughs> but when I met you, we clicked like nothing. Yeah. And I'm always glad to see you when I see you. Yeah, I'm glad. I told okay. you on Facebook, we were right back and forth. You were near me when you were filming. Where were you at? In New York? When was this? Was uh, when I was in Massachusetts. Yes. I was, yeah, I was a couple years ago. You're the right. man who killed Hitler in the Bigfoot, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've been keeping tabs on where you are, but... I Yeah, I, I try to travel as much as I can, because I do, I love flying. Love it. Call me tomorrow, just go somewhere, I'll do it. I, I love it. <laughs> it really is my favorite thing. I'm obsessed with traveling. We're in, we're in an age now where I think it's great that the, the younger... Because, like, I, I just tell you, when I first started, my parents got this video camera. I mean, I must have been a little bit younger than you are. I feel like it was right around the time I hit high school. To my parents, they got this big VHS camera because we went on a lot of road trips. But to me, it was like, we have a movie camera? And I would think, I, I mean, I got so good with that camera because I used it for everything. I made little movies with my friends and stuff. We did that too. Yeah. And it, and that we was that. We had the old real to real. Yeah. So you guys have it so much easier because even our cell phones do so good, you know? And um, I feel like I'm not unagainst, I want people to understand that I'm not against film school. But one of the things I love about the film industry is it's just being on set, you can learn so much. The empirical knowledge you get. I've and, learned so much. And I wish that people would go back to the age where it's like, 
Um, and I say this all the time, and I know people hate it, but I, people always come out of film school studying cinematography, and they think they're a cinematographer, but they don't understand that set is so much different than being in school. Yes, it is. And so I don't think that there's an issue with people starting from the bottom working their way up. I did it. Everybody does it in the industry. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you really learn the subtle nuances of what it's like to be... Because it's not just the artistic part of it. There's the business part of it, and there's the whole collaboration part of it that I think a lot of people miss nowadays. Um, because it is so easy to make a movie with, like, four people. They don't understand that, like, there's all these other nuances... So, like, a lot of camera people can start off as, like, loaders, and then they become second ACs and first ACs. Like, I mean, I love that moving up thing. To me, like, I didn't come out of film school and I was a director. I went and scripturevised for, I mean, been scripturevising for, like, over a decade. I've done 200 movies. Like, I understand how to make a movie. It's almost second nature. And I actually love having that. But, um, like I said, he's been, ever since, he, I can remember, it was October of 2018 or seven, 17, so, 17. Yeah, sure. First movie we ever did, what was it? Oh, His first okay. review was okay. a Halloween movie. Just give him a taste of it. Then we stopped, and then I, I was like driving. I think, what would be a good t- title for a podcast? Uh, I do remember hearing puking sounds. Puke him up podcast. Yeah, I was wondering. I should have asked you why that came from. I was intrigued. I, it's an interesting title. And then when I listen to the show, you have all that, that puking sound. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, what am I listening to right now? But it's actually fun. I like you guys' energy on, the to- uh, on the podcast. In the so. toilet flushing? Did you hear some of the, the clips? Yeah. I can smell you. I love it. I love your, yeah. yeah. But I was taking some scenes from movies. Just I like, love that, yeah. And you can always use... But the toilet flushing my, and yeah, the bomb. took that out, so I think. Well, if you ever find any of my clips, you can always use them. You have my permission. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can talk forever, but... I know. And we... It's Again, I mean, after there. meeting you last year, I was like, man, I love this guy. I, I told Joanne, I told Matt, oh, I love this guy. Because he's true. like me. Um, but I always try to remain humble because mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for the, the, the blessings of everything that I've had. Um, and I never want to get like that because then I think once I start, I, I there's no place for ego in the film industry. Nope, and there is and I, some. And I feel like the second you have an ego, you you stop yourself from growing. And I don't ever want that because I, I always find that different ways to make movies and then I'm always finding dif- different ways to make mm-hmm. them. And, and not just on camera, behind camera too. I get, I, to me, it's exciting. And for him, the first thing he said to me is, "Is Michael going to be there?" Oh, he because there. he talked to you on the Facebook and he, he wanted to meet you. So, I said, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we meant yeah. Well, like, he'll be there. I wish my nephew was here. They're the same age. They would totally get along. Oh, wow. you, could have, you could have like a weekend best friend. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're coming to California again, so yeah. I mean, we can arrange something to get together because I do want to check out some of your work. One, you know, I would, I would love it if you guys came on set and like and interviewed people. I'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. Well, I always try to make. As much as I can, we're trying to do more with. We haven't done a lot with Horror House this year, but we're about to go on. I think a production on a couple of films, just kind of going to the new year. No, I. But I. I well, most people don't know this, but right now I'm actually writing a comedy script. I love comedy. Yeah. Can you picture me as a comedy actor? Yeah. I can rock that shit. I just think because you're a lot like me in the fact that you're kind of larger than life, I think. So and comedy is big. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and people don't realize that it's so. Because you don't. Most people like dramas. You shoot tight. Right, yep. all the emotion is here, but yep. comedy kind of shoot big. Like when he's watching the movie, or anybody out there's watching the movie, the movies ain't shot from the first scene to the last scene. It bounces. Yeah, the hard scenes you usually do first. Yeah, they shoot everything out of order based on and location, ability, actor, ability. The camera doesn't keep moving. Yeah, and the people think, oh my god, they're at-. no, it's spliced. It's you yeah. know, you do each scene. It's a process. Yeah, but um, I tell you, I learn a lot from just. The Hibbley Horror Show has taught me a lot. I did a bunch of short films. Here we all come here. What's your favorite horror movie? Uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, I'm wearing a Friday the 13th yeah. jacket right now, everybody, just so you he know. He wants that one. 
Oh, you want my jacket? I got it Hot Topic. You can take that out on camera. <laughs> 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 I'm able to know I show my Hot Topic. Here? Uh, I bought. I got it in L.A. This jacket, oh. but it's a hot, you can buy it online. Yeah, Order online, yeah. Yeah, Hot Topic. So, now we'll get back to this again. We See, always... love, see love Friday the 13th. Yep. Well, you know, I, you know, Victor Miller is a friend of mine. I wrote a script. Um, Victor's great. He Victor's great because he's been an awesome mentor for me. Um, we also wrote a script together, but he's he sometimes reads my stuff and gives me advice and feedback. I'm, you know, it's like as I'm a mentor for the younger people, mm-hmm. the older people are always a mentor for me, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. My advice is sometimes is just do it. That's why I said just do it. Yeah. Get this, get this, get this, do it, and then send me a clip, and I'll let yeah. you know how it sounds. That's the thing is like because you can't, you can't train somebody to do it you have to be able to do it well some people some people just don't some people can't interview some people can you know mm-hmm. it just depends on like how how good you are talking uh, a lot of it's like, uh, because like what's great about interviewing is and this is good for you is you might have a set topic or but i might say something that might be like, oh i'd like to know more about that mm-hmm. and you should you should it's be more able like to know how to like reading lines it's more like yeah. acting you feed off of what the person says yeah like don't be afraid because it's not live yeah, you can edit it out. We can always yeah. edit it out. If there's something that you want to ask him, and if he says take it out, yeah. take it out. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like you do your research so you know, but then you, you the best. And you, this just comes with practice. You just kind of you can kind of wade through an interview. It's really simple, I think. I, mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but but and you're an editor. Like, you edit. Yeah. You can edit out if you don't like what that sounded like. Take yeah. it the hell out. Axe. Um, we'll go back to that again. Yeah. Off track. Oh, um, Axe. That's one of your early babies. And that's my very first movie. I, 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 dug, I dug that one very well. Then he's seen it, and we did a review on it. Yeah, you guys did a great um, review on it. And, you know, I turned it into a feature script. I want to try and shoot some. I'm going to be the one getting killed by the Axe. <laughs> I do love it. Uh, well, what's interesting about Axe is I was watching and working on so many short movies I was like, man, I know how to make movies for a living. I want to show people that I can do it. So I just did it. It wasn't like, and I already know how to make movies. So I just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whispering, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like, I like the movie because um, it was. It's really just one guy on, on camera with the axe, and it's sort of like his descent into madness. So I try to be smart. It's fucking great, clever as hell. Thank fucking you. clever. Well, I hope you like the. Feature. He liked that. He goes, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love the creep factor. I love creep because I. I I grew up in a haunted house, so like things like that, like kind of creep me out. I'm not, I'm not one of those people like, like I can't watch. Saw, saw doesn't scare me; it grosses me out. I don't, I don't find that it's horrific. I don't yeah. find it horror. Same It's the here. creepy. It's that sort of feeling of like, of like, there's things like that, like, and people do go mad. I think in a sense, or like, people. I think people can be stir crazy. Yeah, and people can be pushed. I think sometimes to do things you wouldn't, have, you know, based on circumstances of like. If someone's chasing you. Sometimes you act erratically just because you're it's like that fight and flight thing. I like exploring where people are in their in their mind when something happens. Like I had the you know I was just thinking the other day, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I don't know if I could survive that because I don't like being alone and you know what I'm saying. And it's like I just like I don't live in a big house, but I'm always like when I watch those kind of movies, I'm always terrified of being in a house by myself because even upstairs it's like there's all these dark corners. Mm. I'm always afraid of like something's going to jump out at you, right? <laughs> so I feel like if I was an apocalyptic world like that I would be terrified because just being alone I think I would just go stir crazy exploring that sort of madness with people I picture myself on a farm like Texas Chainsaw Massacre I don't know I just I'm, so, I'm there's a lot of Amish farms where we live and all you hear is a pump going yeah it's dead quiet you don't, yeah. it freaks me to hell out thinking What's did they just murder somebody yeah <laughs> <laughs> what am I hearing they're chopping my body that's where my mind goes but I'm oh, just man. like 
But people are always get a kick out of this, and this is a funny thing: is I love horror movies, but I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> it's it's kind of true, I know. But I, to me, horror horror isn't just about the movies. First of all, one thing I love about horror is that it's a great community. Yeah, I love the horror community. But I also like I don't I just love horror. <laughs> I'm not like comedy <laughs> and drama too, but there's something about like exploring how people are. I think in their in their dark depths of like, like the psyche, maybe a lot of. Personality is comes out on a script. I mean, yeah. if it's really whacked out, you can say, "Oh my yeah. god, is this, is this guy just like wants to make a what the fuck's wrong with him?" Yeah, you know, you, you, don't, you don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to. I I would like to think that as as a writer and a filmmaker, I try not to just do something crazy to make it crazy. I like like when I was doing acts, the whole concept of the movie is this guy just killed his wife with an axe, right? That was the concept of the movie. But it wasn't to me. It wasn't about the murder. As I wanted him. It was really what got him to that point. Right. Right? So when people kept asking me to turn into a feature, and I was like, I don't know. I've never thought about exploring this sort of... Because it was just what this one slice in, in time. So it took me a couple of years to write it because I had to really sort of explore that. And then... Yeah. So you wrote the script for that? The script is written, yeah. I wrote the script. I don't know how, what your story... You got sent to me so I can read it. Yeah, I'll But in order to... My opinion of how to pull that off yeah. is make it um, an outbreak. Of acts? An outbreak of each person killing their loved ones. Oh, that's something to explore. Hey, we can do that in the sequel. You know what I mean? Because I... Yeah. It's pretty... Because think about it. I almost in the mouth of I have to read your, read your script to understand it. But that'd yeah. be something cool is to where having a part two thinking like, there's an outbreak. You know how there's a zombie outbreak? Well, what about an outbreak of either one getting a fit of rage and all of a sudden start... I mean, I'm fine with that. I love that. No, it's interesting. Yeah. It happened like the happening, but like better. Yes. Anyways, so I seen X, and I haven't seen anything from you for a while. For a while. Well, no, I haven't done with any of this. Um, I did do the, I did direct a um a web series earlier this year, a pilot that my friend did, um, which was like a tennis drama because he wanted to get that out. There's very CW. Yeah. And then um, I just had a film come out a few days ago called The Lady, where, so I, my friend called me out of the blue, and he's like, hey, there's this new app called Wise Camera. It's like this app where if it detects movement, it sends you like a 15-second clip to your phone. Right. And um, he's like, we just got a little bit of money. We have to do this like horror film using this particular app. And I was on set that day. And he's like, he's like, I'm sending you a script, some ideas and stuff. And so I read it and I made some notes and I called him. And we basically like, I sent ideas. We basically took this little simple idea he had about a woman knocking on a door in the middle of the night. Uh, and the camera detects her, and I said, "This is how we're going to do. We're going to do this or this." And we just built the script, and then he, I made some notes, and he made some notes, and I would send some notes, and, I, and then he he wrote a bare script, and then he sent it to me, and I made notes, and went back and forth, and we had to do this because we he had to shoot the next day, right? And um, he did. He shot that following night, so it was able for me to like just throw ideas. I'm like, "If you're really creepy, you should do this. If you're really creepy, you should do this." Like, what? So that was kind of fun. So it's nice because this guy Alex directed another short that I wrote for him with my writing partner Brantley called Consequence which I'm hoping that'll come out soon so it's fun because I like seeing how people interpret my work yes so as a director I've interpreted people's work and then I've also directed things that I've written I love seeing how people because I think the film is really good and I love that like he took this idea that we wrote and he kind of just made this awesome movie. I was like oh okay I'm proud of this see that's it's, it takes time to direct it yourself yeah but it's also cool that you said it. Take your story and let somebody yeah. else do something with it. Yeah. You still get the credit. It's yeah. still your story, and it's still work. And it's and it's fun because I went to set that night, and 
hey, like, this, and we're like talking. He's like, what? Do you, we kind of just talk shots and stuff, like looking at the script, and and then um, I had to be, I had to wake up really early the next day, so I went home, and um, then that was it. I didn't see him. Dry. I just let it, let it go, let it, and let God. And he sent me a rough cut, and we, I gave some feedback on it, and I was like, it was such awesome. And then he, I didn't see anything after that until it was done completely. And he sent it to me, and I was like, oh my god, it's so creepy, like, because I didn't see like. I saw them building the ghost lady, but I never saw the final. Right, we, we watched like, it the other day. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like I wasn't expecting any of this, <laughs> even though I wrote it. Right, right. I was. It was still kind of. I watched it. He sent it to me at night, and I watched it on my on my TV at home, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is creepy." <laughs> 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 and, I, and I wrote it, you know. So I lo- I love I sort of love, and it's nice because like I'm focused on my own projects, so this is like something that's happening on the side, mm-hmm. which I'm still involved in, and it's doing really good i mean just in like a day and a half it's almost at seven thousand views i know so i'm i love i love the project and then i'm probably going forward with a couple of other projects so you know next time you know my next year you might have some more projects to review mm-hmm. but um yeah i love i just love i want to once i start making features it's gonna watch out but i like making shorts because i don't ever want i like creating stories and i never want to stop and it's easier to create them and get them yeah. shot because they're short films and it's just fun i mean and it's I like short films because my friends and I get together, and so it's kind of like good practice, you know? Like where we're, um, actors have auditions, and, and they go to class to keep up their skills. Short films for me is like, I just like to keep owning. Yeah. And they're fun, they're simple, and, and you know, it's 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 fun to just watch a six, ten-minute movie, you know, six-minute movie, ten-minute movie of just like, I think, I know, I, I know with shorts you don't make a lot of money but it's not about that. It's really right. just like... It's about cre- creativity yeah. and work and getting your product. It's, it's like a, a training tool. It is, yeah. You go from one to another. Oh, well, let me try this. Oh, that worked out. Oh, yeah. Let me try this. Or like the new camera, and I'm like, oh, we haven't used this camera yet. Let's make it real quick short. Or yeah. I have this. I or you know, sometimes people need a reel or something. For, I'm like, oh, I met this great actor, and I would love to direct. And let's just do a real quick short, like a nice scene we haven't done before. Yeah. And it, it's a good way for me to like. That's how I started with, with horror, and then that's been helping me with like drama and comedies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be doing a drama soon. My friend wrote a script called Hamster. We're gonna. Mm-hmm. I want to direct it. It's actually really, really. Charming and endearing script, and it's a drama. Oh, oh. To, yeah, about a hamster. Uh, I don't want to go into more of that. It's yeah. nothing bad, but it's just it's such. He sent me the script, and it's so sweet and endearing. And I was like, we're going to make this movie, and people are going to see that I'm a goddamn good drama director too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, we're going to do it. I was like, uh, but it's it's such a sweet, charming story, and I really want to do it. So interesting. It's just about a couple who sort of like are placated in life, and they get this this hamster and it, the idea is like they just take care of it together and it kind of brings them closer together like it's a really cute story yeah, yeah. yeah. so Jesse if you're listening to this we're making this damn movie <laughs> and I better be in it yeah and then you, it's gonna be awesome so you have any more questions no I don't have any you sure I've said so much soundbite well we can talk about that because it's here yes how'd you come up with the whole idea of the, the lady finding the music that we're supposed to kill themselves Okay, so Brantley and I, so Brantley is my writing partner, and our idea was we actually had an entire, an entirely different script written for Soundbite, a short film. And it was supposed to be these two people that had heard about this song. So Brantley and I, were, when we were talking about what we wanted to do, I was like, hey, remember in Ring, when you watch this video and then you die? And I was like, nowadays you can just send a song. And I go, what if there was like a song? And he goes, fuck, let's just explore that. So we wanted to talk. So our original script was these two guys were talking via um, chat. 
And then one of them goes, bro, I just heard the song. You should, and then it kind of goes from there. But then it's like we couldn't find the actors in time. It was like, and then we wanted to shoot it really quickly. And on something like that, you have to create all of the the assets about you know the the um, the chatting and stuff. It was just going to be complicated. And we wanted something that was very simple to shoot because we wanted to, to launch our YouTube channel. So then we're like, let's just do this woman like a young girl in her college room, and she listens to this song. This so the song is called Death Song. And then what would happen, like, if she's listening on a computer, and that was, like, the whole point of, like, why she just starts... Yeah, we use that music in her intro for a while. Yeah. Oh, I, you can... I love that song, please. And, um, and Nico, thank you, Nico, for making such an amazing song. Because um, it's just, like, a dro- like a low hum. It's just so... It really bears into your... That's what I love about that song. And and it's... And what I like about... I think why Soundbite is so successful is it's very simple. We're not taking an idea that has been done. It's very simple in its form. We just try to put a new idea on it. So soundbite to us, it would be the opening of the feature, right? Exactly. Yeah. So after she bangs her head and you pull back and, it, and you start seeing like the little thing come up that says soundbite, it would be like five years later or the next day or present exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's how we wanted to do it. So we have a feature script that we're in the process of writing. Soundbite to us was, let's make something fun and simple to launch Horror House. And then we could also use it to be like, hey, we have this idea for a feature. By the way, here's the opening of the movie. We already shot it. It looks really good and it's winning awards so it's kind of like a way for us to use it as platform like, yeah and that's really like what we wanted and, and nowadays people love love feature films I don't think they'll ever go away but also a lot of people are, were distracted on their phones so soundbite is something fun you can look that's what we wanted Horror House to be it was like a place where we just do simple films that people could just watch Killing Time on the Subway or blah blah you know and the younger audience your age and even younger um, we're always on our phones so you know I mean I and I travel a lot too, and it's nice to watch stuff on your on an airplane. So these movies are simple to download; you can watch. And that's Did it. you hear me at the, the screening? Don't do it! Don't do yeah, it! Yeah, I heard you. I was wondering what that was, <laughs> but I'm not surprised. You're silly like that. You already know the movie. Don't do it! Don't put the headphones on. Don't listen to the song. Just don't do it. But um, most people don't know this, and it's gonna it's something we're working on over time. But um, Brantley and I have talked about this, and he's creating this sort of like horror house world. Right, so a lot of the movies are connected, but people don't know. So, um, you watch Soundbite, Stalk, and Love Me Not. There's three different movies that we have in this world. They have, no, they're all completely different. But what you don't know is like they're all sort of start being connected. We have other films that connect them, right. which is kind of fun. Um, but it takes time to shoot these things. So, um, slowly by little, you start seeing. For instance, um, in the beginning of Stalk, it starts on this poster. Uh, on Candace, my fr- our friend Candace, um, and she's missing, and you kind of go forward, and that's when you see Kara's character walk by, and he yep. follows her. And her. But what you don't know is, like, we have a, a movie called Homebound that we want to do, which is, like, the day before oh, stock, or the week before, where you find out what happens to that girl, that's and why awesome. she's missing. That's very fucking clever. Yeah. And th- and then you find out, and then, wh- then you, f- and then we have another script where it's literally, like, the moment before when you see Kara's character, she's at a party, so she, you see where she's coming from. So in the movie, you just see her come That's out of that. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's all these things. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you more than that. But yep. those are the things that we're doing. Um, and then also in that one, with you'll find out that in Soundbite, you see her texting somebody. Yeah. And you'll find out who she's texting, which is oh most God. likely going to be Kara's character. That's at the clever. Party. That's yeah. clever. It's just things you heard it here first. No, we haven't mentioned this anywhere. Like I said, they're slow building, but we thought about it. Have you ever thought about Tatch and Lady? 
attaching the lady? Yeah. We could. I could. Oh, we. I would probably do a horror house present section, of like presenting films, not even that I've been involved in, but right. just like, like just a, another platform. Because I had another person do that one time. They hit me up and she's, um, she's she was like an Elvira type character, like a scream queen, and she would do this whole thing like, her her character name was Malvolia. She's like she's so Malvolia presents, and so she did acts. So she would do like a little, you know, like what what mm-hmm. what Elvira used to do. She'd like yeah. do a little silly thing beforehand, yeah. leading into it. I think. What we want Horror House to be is like a platform to help people um, who are just starting out who want to make movies. And, and so if eventually as the, the platform grows, I'd love to have on guest directors, guest writers, have a whole presenting thing. So there's uh, we're trying to make Horror House a platform. There are tons of good short films on YouTube that yeah. might have been in other states that wasn't publicized. And yeah. there, are, there are good ones. Yeah. And I'll occasionally like, search and find one and I'll review them. There's some good ones out there. That's good. You'll have to say, you'll let me know. Which, I mean, I still listen to your podcast, but I'll have to follow up with some of them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and like I said, with you, like somebody like, I don't necessarily know what you want to do in the industry. Like, I don't know if you want to be a director or not. But like... That's a, my passion in the future. Is directing. It's just, that's what I love about shorts. It's simple and it's like, not that I think you want to spend this money and make mistakes, but shorts are great because it's so much easier to put together three minutes, four minutes, five minutes and learn than putting together a feature because feature takes so much more money so if you and her friends and what's great is I'm using people that as I grow as a director and writer and filmmaker I they grow with me like um, Nico now edits all my movies because he's so easy to work with and we understand each other and and it's great because I'll be in post and I'm like I think the, the film should do this and he goes great really what you want is this right and I'm like yeah like that sounds like we get and I like that sort of that we sort of understand each other like that Brantley and I are the same way when we write so I think that's the secret is you, you find people that you, you can kind of work with and create a family and it's great because then you start building this trust it should be like that with your actors it should be like that with your director it should be like that with your DP and that's what I like about short films you guys kind of it's much easier to navigate I think like you just you give people advice and, and, and then like they give you a thank you credit and it shows up and you're like oh my god I completely yeah. like I was just helping somebody out in the, in the, in the heat of the moment and, and I love I'm a huge I love helping people because um Again, there's no room for egos. We're all, there's there's room for everybody at the top. This is I'm a collaborative person. That's probably why I I know there's things that I don't know, and I'm not afraid to tell people that I don't know. And then what I do is I just put people around me who do know. I don't know anything about wardrobe. I don't know anything about makeup. So I have to hire good people that do that. And then the best thing I can do as a director is let them do their job. Right. 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 I don't think about lighting. I mean, I know how to. Like, you know, because I make enough movies, but like I really don't know the nuances of like backlighting and side lighting and cutting the light and putting the colors and stuff I leave that to my DP I can tell him what I want he makes it happen and and that's if I come up and I think I know everything then I'm the person standing in the way and I don't and I'm telling you right now I learned that from Axe where my when my roommate was editing at the time he's like you know it'd be really great if we did this I'm like damn I never thought about it like, that's so awesome you know, and I think that I'm still the director, and, and I could say I don't like that, and I do like that. But right, if you're a director, yes, it's either your film, but you have to work as a team. I mean, yeah, you really have just because you're a director doesn't mean that you have all the right answers. No. There's always going to be something. Oh, you know, I never, like you said, yeah. I never thought of that. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so fascinating. And then, and you can put it in there and see if it works. And if it works, that's great. If it doesn't work, well, then you now you know. Yeah. And that it might work for something else. You know, like, oh, I don't like that sound here. I don't like that sort of, like, fade or whatever. But I definitely might consider that for something else or maybe later in the movie it might work. 
And I just think if you walk in and you act like you know everything, you've already stopped yourself from learning those things, and then your movie is only as good as it can be. Um, Money in the Thing is like a comedy. It's like a guy that wins a lottery. You know, I played Uncle Sam. Like, I'm not okay. his uncle, but I'm I'm his uncle because he won lottery. Yeah, of course. Okay. And during the shooting of that short film, I've done some things that I just just did it. Like, I had to come through the back of the house in the delivery room where we're all sitting, and I, I just walked right in between the both of them. That wasn't even put in the movie. I just yeah. I pushed my way through them, and the guy goes, "Yes, do that again." <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff like that, yeah. or like. So the girl won You can watch it online It's pretty cool A girl got her money And she had a heart attack So I just took her money Oh that's really funny Right Yeah And then I walked to the door Opened it up And it says Vegas here I come (laughs) And that wasn't even a line And they That was perfect Yeah We'll use it So stuff like that there Never ever Stifle creativity Don't hold yourself Make it your own Mm -hmm. Say something Because it might stick Yeah You know And And if not if it doesn't, like, let's say the Vegas line didn't stick specifically, mm-hmm. it might be like, oh, you know, that line didn't work, but what about this line? Right, and sometimes right. sometimes you kind of, like... Right. Because I've seen that before, like, with improv, where you're like, maybe it didn't, you get the reaction you didn't want, or maybe it didn't work, but then it leads you to say something else, like, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you one more quick story before I let you go. Okay. And it's always will stick to me. I had a script for a doctor role in a movie in Philly called Arisen. Okay. I've had it for three months. Oh, wow. Okay. I go to the scene, set... Mm-hmm. For free, I drove to Philly for an hour and a half for free because okay. I won this part. I had the wrong script. It was my time to shoot. Oh! I had to memorize my lines in like two minutes. Welcome. I'm to thinking, there. you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to take the moral of the line they want and I'm going to make it up. Good for you. And if they don't like it, fine. I'm not getting paid. I'll just go home. Yeah. But so, that, I mean, but not to cut you off. But what's also great in film is they can edit it, so you can feature your lines. Anyway. So what I did, right? Yeah. So what I did. Is shoot. So I come in as a doctor. I sit down in the chair. My patient's on the bed. I just start. I spit out the line. Yeah. I improved a few things. Got cut. And soon they said cut. The whole fucking place just roared. Oh, that was fucking amazing. I love that. So it's a good feeling. I right. So I had to do what I had to do. But you can't expect me to learn all these lines in two minutes when you gave me the wrong script. Yeah. That was your fault. That's your fault. But you made the best of it. But I pulled it off. Yeah. So I hated myself for a long while because of that, cause I feel like I was a weak link, but it wasn't my fault. Were you able to take something and make a good thing out of it? So that's good. Anything else, Michael? No, I mean, you know, you can go to my website, michaelcoulomb.com. All my news and stuff is there. It's always updated. Anytime I do anything. What? Why is that funny? <laughs> Oh, he gets a website that's so outdated. <laughs> you old people on your website. I'm um, also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Well, one thing I will say about you is, you know, if I send you a message, if yeah. you're busy, the chances are you have a pretty high response rate. Oh, I love I love talking. Yeah, I'm a nerd like that. And that's pretty cool. But it's I'm, because I'm, I, I grew up at a time when, I mean, I used to have, handwrite, I used to have pen pals and handwrite letters. So to me, texting is like so easy. Yeah. So people don't do it. I'm like, God, it's so easy. <laughs> and like your phones are already in your hand between Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter and all. So I'm like, to me, I love communicating. Yeah. But I, that's, I'm just a communicator, I guess. Right. I love it. Do you have a podcast by chance? I do. I have Mimosa with Michael. Yeah, talk, let's talk about that real quick. I haven't done, I have to be honest, I haven't done it in the last few months because I was busy. I wanted to start a podcast because I totally agree the same way with you. I love just having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And then on set, I always meet such fascinating people, both actors and, and crew members. Uh, and so I always just like to find people who have 
interesting stories like how they just picked up and decided to move out here or why they decided to have a, a specific idea and I just do, we just have most of them we talk so the goal of my podcast in a sense is like just two friends having a conversation mm-hmm. which is literally what we're doing right now yeah but I agree with you it's, it's so much more fun and then they can talk about something specific, but then I never know where the conversation will go. Sometimes it's very intense and deep. Sometimes it's just. Well, funny. they mentioned like, Apple, and then we'll go to the Apple. I mean, yeah. just, and for instance, yeah, just make a wide it. left turn that way. Yeah, and it's fun, and I mm-hmm. and, and it's real. And I mean, I only make it thirty minutes. I don't really like yeah. long podcasts yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. The max I like to do is like thirty minutes. You know, unless, yeah. unless it's really good. Yeah. I mean, if it's somebody like uh, Danny Glover. We'll take as long as you want because somebody's going to listen to that. Yeah, I did a Friday the Thirteenth one, and and um, it was had Harry Maffredini and it had Adrian King and it had uh, Harry Ma- and Victor Miller, and the three of them were just so much fun. To I want to interview Adrian King. You know, hook oh, me up. she would. She's amazing. Yeah, I love. Everybody. We're born the same day, you know. Oh, are you serious? She's July twenty first, and so am I. Adrian, you got to be on this podcast now. Adrian, we'll get her. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not the podcaster you are, but to me, it's just I'm already talking. I have to hear it, man. Yeah, yeah. I think to, it's fun. Wait, no, you have it on Anchor, right? Is that where you have it at? Yeah, because of you guys. Yeah, you guys are on Anchor. Well, Spotify right? just bought them, so I'm on Spotify. That's even better. I'm on iHeartRadio. I me too. Yeah, I don't. I'm I, on TuneIn Radio. Oh man, I'm not in tune. You, you, you have to send it to them. Oh, I get, you know, you know the app that has like the ESPN Radio and all that stuff and the. Yeah, yeah, you heard I'm it. I'm in yeah. there. Yeah. All right, well, I couldn't believe that. You well, you're not the, there. I'm not the podcast you are, but I have fun with it, and I have access to cool people, and I want them to get out. You get more access to cool people because you get to see them. Well, I'm like stuck. I'm like stuck in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I try to interview my friends, but I, I want to move out here so I don't bad. Know. I think some people are good. Like I interviewed this politician one time, and he's doing some good stuff too. So he wants me back on the show. I should give them to you guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make things happen. All right. I know you have a lot to cut out, but I'm sure some of you can find oh, a minute. We're at 52 minutes. That's we're good. Well, Michael, it's great having you on here. You're a great guy, a great friend, and awesome. I can call you a friend. I mean, you a lot. can call me friend. And but, I uh, we meet a lot. I mean, Jason just—he's learning a lot here in San Diego, the festival-wise. And Did you, you having a good time? Yeah. Ma- making a lot of good friends? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's so oh, honest. I, I, he's so quiet. I think that's why. It's just—it's a lot to take in. Yeah. People are just talking and they're yeah getting caught up and. But he'll learn. Film talk. You'll learn. All right, Michael, you take care of yourself, bud. It's a pleasure. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, we'll do more stuff. We'll make movies. You got it. This is Chris and Murtaugh. And Little Groom. We're out. Woo!